The Inquirer is reporting that real estate commissions are being pressured downward. Our local MLS now has a home demand index, very cool, and independent contractor status in question. We'll talk about it all next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. Some juicy real estate topics this week. Very exciting. So this is Tool Time. We're going to talk about a lot of real estate news this week. We're going to start off with an, uh, an article that came out in the Inquirer over the weekend about the downward pressure on real estate commissions. So the premise was they've seen real estate commissions drop on average from 5.03 to 4.96 to 4.94% year over year from 2018 to 2020. What do you think about all this, Sarah? Yeah, so there's a couple of different things that kind of come into play that that made these these numbers happen. One of them being it is a seller's market right now. 100%. Uh, sellers have a lot of power right now uh, to, to negotiate some of these things. Um, the other being that some of these discount brokerages that have, have come in have skewed the numbers. Um, while they are not necessarily a, they don't represent a majority, um, them having such lower numbers certainly skew them down. Um, I think what's what's interesting here is when you're looking at your your net to seller, the bottom line that the uh, seller's actually getting, typically that commission piece is not a large chunk of it if the agent is, is doing what they need to do in order to properly market your home and in order to uh, coach the seller and to, to make sure that we're getting what all they can get out of that home. Um, the actual, that little commission number is not a, a huge piece. Um, but yeah, they've they've definitely skewed down a little bit. And we're talking about like a tenth of a percent here, yeah. realistically over over three years. And you you hit the nail on the head. And I, I've you know I've been in the business a little longer. I've seen these cycles before. When the market is strong and it's a seller friendly market, of course commissions are going to come down because a lot of agents that's the only way they can compete. They can't compete on skill. They can't compete on marketing plan. They compete on price. And to your point, when you hire a good agent. Typically, their homes, their listings will sell for more money than the competition. So that's all very accurate. There's also discount brokerages, right? You hit on that. They, these companies, like they, I'm convinced they have like a three to five year shelf life, and then they'll go away, and then they're going to be when the next market cycle we're in, there's going to be more of them to come up. So this stuff happens over and over, and we've seen it throughout history. Uh, what we know is that when the market gets a little tougher, so think like 2008, 2009, 2010, commissions went up because it was difficult getting homes sold. So to me, this is all about who you're hiring and what they're investing in the marketing of your home. Because, I mean, there's homes that we've seen get sold where it like, doesn't sell with one agent. Mm-hmm. And then the, another agent listed at the same price. And then a week later, it's sold. Yeah. So that doesn't, the fee didn't have anything to do with that. That's about the skill of the agent. Right. This to me was like a clickbait story. Like, yeah. oh, look what's happening. And, and of course it is. This is a very competitive market in all ways. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about people walking up and saying, hey, I'll buy your house right now. I'm not even going to look at it. Yeah. Of course this is going to happen. This is not news. This is kind of any market cycle. And you see that in any industry where there's some sort of professional fee involved here. So I don't think this is really news. It's more, hey, this is what's happening, big deal, and some some clickbait on, on the sure. inquire. And I mean, at the end of the day, oftentimes the agent was still getting basically the same amount of a commission because the home's going at a higher, at a higher price. So um, yeah, there's, I think it was kind of like clickbait-esque. Well, prices are up 7 to 10% this year, right? Yep. So you see prices go up. 
you know, people are feeling that a little bit. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's got to be a business decision for the agency if it's going to make sense or not. I don't see this as, as, as a trend that's going to continue. However, it probably does continue until the market turns the other way. So sure. uh, we're probably got another year or two of this given everything going on. So I think that's a really good observation. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the clickbait, philly.com. Way to go. <laughs> uh, th- this next one is interesting to me, and we'll get into the independent contractor stuff last because it's a little more in-depth. Uh, so Bright and T360. So Bright is our local MLS here, and T360 is a uh, – it's run by Stefan Swanpole – Brilliant guy, and they do a lot of real estate research. They have like a conference every year where they talk about the trends going on in real estate. They come out with a report this thick about all the trends that are happening. And they together have partnered for a home demand index, and it's specific to Bright. To me, this is super cool, and, and it's the best innovation I've seen by an MLS since I started selling real estate, period. What do you think about this? Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a very useful tool because it's projecting what is happening now and what is happening next as opposed to this is what's already happened. So while we do need to look at what has happened in the past to kind of base, you know, there's certainly a lot of value there and a lot of things that we, we base off of that. But it's going to be super important to see what they're predicting in the upcoming trends. And it really breaks it down. Specifics, um, I mean, I think that like in Philadelphia, like, just not only neighborhood by neighborhood, but like block by block. Mm-hmm. It's really giving a lot of really good information um, that is gonna be helpful to everybody. Well, I, and, and this is, I think the challenge right now is we always talk about how fast the market's been moving and how things have been appreciating. And you're almost having to like project where homes are selling for when they go pending, yeah. not even really knowing. I mean, because it doesn't get disclosed. So the stats they use on this, and, and Stefan is a brilliant guy. So anything with his name on it, like I, I have full confidence in. Bright, not so much. So Stefan's the one that, that, that really has my attention here. Um, so they use real-time information, and they score every zip code and neighborhood. And, and, and there's not like a limit on the score. So some of the more highly uh, – the neighborhoods in high demand, they're in like the 220 range. Mm-hmm. Um, like a moderate demand is considered 90, and they have a whole scale that they use. Uh, and they use things like um, showings, searches views, pre-sale activity, and all these other factors, and they have an algorithm, right? Which is like the big buzzword now in the tech world. And then they determine the score, and when you look at it, I mean, just from knowing the market, and I played around with this a little bit before the show because it just launched like yesterday. Um, when Playing around with this, it looks pretty accurate. And my view is, and we've been talking about this all week with our trainings and the different things we're doing with our team, is this is gonna help buyers get a better feel for what they're getting into. Sure. And if this market's really gonna be for them because some people aren't gonna be ready to compete at this high level right now, am I right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's gonna be helping to reinforce the right expectations with real data because you know data is what can back everything up. So I think that it can only stand to, to help and to kind of back up what we're saying as their agent. Well, and what did we talk about earlier in the week? It's from the MLS. This data is real. It's not stuff like, it's just not a story. It's not anything we're making up. And this is what good business people do. They use data right now. This is such a critical change that we've seen over the past five, six years. It's all data backed. Here's what's going on. And, and you see this in all, all kinds of industries. So I love this tool. And I mean, literally, as soon as it, it came out, we sent it out to the team. I mean, and you can literally go in and, and like anything above 130 is considered high, 110 to 129 is moderate, 90 to 109 steady. And Philadelphia was like the test market for this when they demoed it, which was pretty cool. And you can literally go zip code by zip code. And we know that Philadelphia is like a city of neighborhoods, right? I mean, yep. you know, down where you live, you're in the Meredith catchment versus some of the other areas. Like there's going to be more demand there for the schools. And, you know, even when you like kind of transition from like 
one elementary school to another. Like sure. we see that when people are looking for homes. Absolutely. So this is, I mean, this is awesome. I'm like geeking out over here. This is my nerd self coming out. So this is something I think is going to help a lot of people. Love what they did here. Bright, thank you for finally innovating something without being a pain. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that to me is, is, is just so, so critical. So really cool stuff. So like, how are you going to use this? Like, what, like let's say like you're, you're, there's a consumer watching this or something. Like, what's your, what's your game plan with this? Like, you got a buyer looking at a specific neighborhood. Like, what, what are you planning on doing? I think that this is something that you can pull into that that appointment um, to show because with how with how fast paced everything has been going, you typically really need to be ready to spring on something as they see it if if, if it's something that they want to move forward on. So I think just having that additional data to back up, like, listen, if we want to be competitive and if we want to really give it our best shot, this is what the data is telling us, and this is what we need to be prepared to do, and it kind of by backing it up with those actual numbers and those actual facts, it takes a lot of the emotion out of it and a lot of the, like, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right move? It's like, these are the numbers, these are the facts, this is what the market's telling us, and that's powerful information that I think can really go a long way. Yeah, and it gives you like a heat map almost, so you can see like the neighborhoods that aren't in demand, and maybe yeah. if someone is struggling a little bit to keep up with, because we all know there's like these streets and neighborhoods where people, yeah. they're like, I'm only moving here. And then they get outbid every time or it gets hard. I mean, it's also going to show maybe some opportunity zones. Right, sure. For, like, for hey, if well. we go right over here, we can put in the offers that we've been putting in this hot zone and get a better shot at getting it accepted um, in this other area. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, to me, this is, I mean, and, and you see all the big companies using this stuff. Like, heat maps are very common. So, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy to see an innovation from the MLS. You have no idea. So, this is, uh, again, my, my geeking out over here. So, very cool stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to using it more, and I think it's going to be really helpful to the agents out there to get a better understanding for the market and kind of be that knowledge broker that we always talk about. Yep. Very cool. So, the third story. Now, this is, like, super legal, I want to say. Like, it gets really in the weeds. So, we're going to kind of go high level. So... The, the short of it is there's this uh, there's this act in front of Congress right now. It's called the PRO Act. It's uh, the House of Representatives passed H.R. 842, which amends – this is where it gets legal – the 1935 Neighbor Relations Act, uh, which would – if it's passed, it would make the ABC test for independent contractors, which is what most realtors are. Right now, about 87% of realtors are viewed as independent contractors versus 5% being employees and then whatever else – uh, and that ABC status would, would be the would be the law uh, because a lot of times like there's always like there's always these like navigations or a workaround or, or something else, mm-hmm. and this has been under con- uh, under attack for years uh, the independent contractor status. So the the way the ABC test works is they have like three criteria they look for, uh, and then um, in order for that to uh, they, and, and all three of them have to be the case. Uh, for someone to be an independent contractor. So that's how it works. Um, so rather than get into all that, let's say every realtor out there is no longer an independent contractor, or most of them are. What's, what does this mean for the market? Because this is a big change. So what do, you, what do you think about all this? I think it's going to be a larger transition for some people than for others. Um, because while, for example, I am an independent contractor, I'm on a team yes. that does... Um, you know, the team offers a lot of things and we already have in place a lot of standards and um, things that we do that would line up with what they're proposing here anyway. So for myself, while there would be some changes that happen um, and, you know, legal stuff, um, it would, I think it would be a smoother transition for me than opposed to somebody who 
is not on a team and is completely just kind of off doing their own thing, um, they would suddenly maybe be looking at more uh, standards and, and things from their, their brokerage that maybe they're not quite as used to already. Yeah, and, and, and to be clear, like our, the way our team works, just so because I don't want to get in like a lawsuit here, right. is um, you don't have to hit, the, like we have recommendations of what to do, and then there's incentives if you do them. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of, but it doesn't mean in order to be on the team, you have to do all that right. stuff. So, um, that being said, and that's how most teams operate, there, there are standards here, right? I mean, and, and I, I, what I see happening here is if, if, if this does go through, and I don't think it's going to happen, and I'll tell you why. Because it's going through the Senate, right? And they're going to filibuster and waste their time. And they have, they're going to, they're, they, there needs to be 10 senators that flip from one party to another. And how divided the country is right now, I don't see that happening. That's just, right. and I'm not, this is not political. This is, no, nothing ever gets done in Washington. That's my observation, right? So if it did happen, though, I see a couple things changing. And, and to me, the biggest thing is, um, and we went through the article here on Inman, to become a full-time employee, agents who are not brokers or incorporated, they have to produce enough income to pay them the minimum wage in their state plus benefits. And in, uh, for, for example, like if it's a $15 an hour minimum wage, that's 30000 a year, plus vacation time, plus sick leave, plus the 6.2% employers have to pay into Social Security, and covering all that is like forty five dollars to $50,000. You know what the median income was for realtors in 2019? Below that. $49,700, right? Oh. So. I think there, there's, if this happens, a lot of people are going to get out of the industry sure. because they're not going to be able to hit those production levels because as many realtors as there are, it's north of 1.3 million, a third of them sell like two houses a year, right? Right. So I think that's going to be one effect. The second effect is all these like local associations, all of a sudden their membership's going to be down. They're not going to have the clout they do, like NAR with their clear cooperation policy and all these things that come out. And third, the MLSs are going to be forced to become more of like a national entity because again, they rely on dues and income, and there's not going to be enough people there. Yeah. So if this happens, I mean, I, I, I and, and this is stuff that's been kind of trending that way. I see, like, the, the, the team model really taking off even more so than it has, which is crazy to even think about because mm-hmm. you always got those, like, single agents, like, hey, I got my team, but then there's nobody there. Right. doing everything. The one-man um, show. Yeah, but that operation, like, your Uncle Joe who runs an accounting firm, and he's the only one there, I think you're going to see a lot of those pop up with people They'll just go out and get their broker license and they can determine what they want to do and enforce those standards because they'll be the only employee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the industry is kind of trending that way right now, I want to say. Uh, but this would this would be a big deal. And I, I just don't think it's going to happen, though. I, I just don't see any way this gets passed in Washington. And then if it does, guarantee you there's some sort Loop of workaround. Holes. Yeah. I mean, that's what people do, right? Yeah. I mean, am I off base here? No. <laughs> It'll be, yeah. If, if somehow it does pass, there will be, I'm sure, a lot of different approaches that people take to... Uh, to do the old workaround. So what do you think some of the other effects of this would be? Because I think there's a couple things like, I mean, I see like virtual assistants really exploding because then they're not going to have to pay those people as employees. I mean, like a year from now, this passes. Like what does the real estate industry look like? Um, I mean, I think that we're going to see, yeah, um, a lot more of the one man, the one man shops kind of outsourcing uh, some of the work to some other people. Um potentially some people that were like part-time-ish, um, either having to commit and make it a full-time thing in order to be able to be an employee, or maybe they, uh, if they are just kind of part-time and if they have something else as well, maybe they they kind of go towards that and, and don't do the part-time real estate anymore. I mean, I know realtors that are like, I'm a pharmacist and a realtor, or I'm a police officer and a realtor. I mean, those are full-time jobs. And then yeah. it, it just, I just, now, there's no like coaching course that says like crushing it part time in real estate. Like you don't see that, right? So 
to me, I, I, I mean, I think this would accelerate what we see happening in the business already, where there's like the 80% of the business gets done by 20% of the agents. I think the other, the rest of them would just be gone. I mean, I, I sure. don't know. So th- this will be interesting, uh, but I, I, do, I do anticipate like a loophole or nothing getting done in Washington would be the, my shocking prediction of, of the day here. That's what we got I think that this makes week. sense. <laughs> you got any questions? Anything else? You know where to reach us? Catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching.